0: Welcome everybody to Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot. I'm Adam Jibay. I hope this thing is recording because my thing is notoriously dumb. It is. Yeah. I am. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at mine right now. I am recording. Yeah, it's the first time I've used this recorder
1: in a while. It says I'm recording, so I'm, I should be good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like the internet.
1: Whatever it says must be true. It's yeah, gotta be true. There's no fake news. Yeah. There's no fake news in my Zoom H5. No, no. never. No, no. How's uh, how's things doing over there, man? How you?
0: Uh, how's California good, man. life? It's kind of hot. Uh, California is on fire, as it is pretty much all the time. Is your bil- building particularly bad right now. Your building's not on fire or anything silly, is it? No, but apparently the largest uh, wildfire in the state's history is going on right now. Ooh, that's nice. How far from you? 20, 30, 40 miles? Uh, no, it's like a couple hundred miles. It's up near Yosemite. Oh, okay. okay. So pretty far north. But it's uh, apparently the fire has burned essentially the equivalent of... Like Los Angeles. Wow, that's a lot of yeah, flies, it's like square close miles. To four, close to Close to four hundred thousand acres.
1: Wasn't there a fire recently, like twenty, thirty miles from you? Yeah, up
0: in Vin, like up in Ventura. <laughs> yeah, sorry. about um, my- that one was pretty bad. That was the largest fire in the state's history. Yeah. Uh, until just recently, there were actually this fire that's going on right now. There were two fires. And I guess they met up and decided to gang up on a bunch of trees and stuff. So, yeah, they teamed up. They teamed up and made our powers combined (laughs) and made the largest uh, wildfire in the
1: state's history. man, that sounds fun. Well, at least it's not uh, within view of your house, like the last one or whatever. I remember you you had some crazy pictures in the last one.
0: Uh, Yeah, the sky was just, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Just because there's all the particulate in the air. Crazy. Yeah. So So, uh, how's uh, how's Chicago been, man? uh, It's been like the hottest summer ever.
1: So hot, so hot. Like every day is like ninety degrees and humid, or ninety-five and. Um, but then we had like a nice week last week, and I was like, man, it's going to be so great to have a track event because we had a track day picnic last weekend. Uh, it's so nice to have a track event where it's not 92 degrees, and then it was 92 degrees. <laughs> <And they> got, <laughs> it got hot again <laughs> like just in time? It was like nice on Friday night, and, and then it was like, well, it must be a good life weekend, so we are going to totally kick We are going to crank it up. Yep, crank it. Turned up, dude. Turned up. <laughs> just kicked <laughs> us in the teeth with the heat again. God but, that sucks. Yeah, Blackhawk's a nice place to spend uh, a hot weekend though. A lot of shade. Yeah, it's yeah. not too bad.
0: Tons of shade. Yeah, and uh, and there was a lot of breeze too, so it didn't feel that bad. So Yeah. But, and I guess the older the pavement is the uh, the less heat it radiates it uh, yeah that's re- that's
1: re- like a real gray pavement um, yeah. it's probably it's got to be 15-ish years old I would say so the mm-hmm. track didn't seem to change from like 80 degrees in the morning to like 95
0: at night I drove a couple times and the track felt great to me so yeah but uh, yeah I saw a couple of the uh, couple of the eight six cup guys that were uh, driving at the event yeah. um, we're talking in in the group shot for 8.6 cup in the Midwest, yeah, and yeah. some of them had never been before. And they're like, oh, my God, this place is hard on brakes. It's hard on brakes. It's
1: also yeah. like uh, it, it rewards lightweight cars. And those are, mm-hmm. how much does an 86 weigh? It's got to be like
0: 26, About 28, 28, 28 hundred pounds. Plus, yeah. plus driver. Well no like mine I think I got mine to like 2850 with me and Oh it. okay so they're like 20. So, yeah, yeah I thought so they, they were like 26ish. That was stripped so. out in the back but yeah 26 27ish I think. Yeah that that's uh, but but like for like regular streetish brakes like you're pushing it. You're pushing it pretty hard. Yeah. I think I remember I killed the one day I took my FRS there like right before I moved yep. is when I killed a set of brake pads in a day. One set. The only time I've ever killed yeah I killed the whole set oh in a gosh. day. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, Uh, it it doesn't seem that hard on tires. It's not like a cheese grater like Gingerman has notoriously been, Um, but it's definitely hard on brakes. There's not a lot of cooling, uh, you know. There's only the one straightaway, and then there's like the other fast section with the kink in it. Um, Mm -hmm. But you got to really wamp them a couple of times, Um, like like going into that would be like three B or whatever. Going into one, going into seven, like there's. There's like four hard braking zones in seven turns. So.
0: Yeah, and I mean you have, you know, that back section where you cross the track entrance, yeah. like where you come in. Yep. That straightaway after that big sweeper, you know, that's a pretty heavy braking zone right there yeah. too that you just don't really realize. Yep. It's uh it's a fast little track
1: though. You do like a little bit, like a minute 20 lap times and you're doing almost like almost 2 miles, it's like 1.8 something miles I think. Um, yeah. so the average speed is pretty high. Um. Yeah, I, I really, I, I always, every time I go there, I remember
0: like, man, I need to go here more. This place is pretty rad. <laughs> it's such a cool. And what trip. sucked is so before I left Chicago, I'd only, I only did one track day there, and it was literally like a month before I moved. Yeah, you would have spent some time there, especially in your break. Yeah, I was actually.
1: Oh, dude, it would have been great. Dude, your Miata, you would have that's a Miata track. I just would have gone and just run
0: laps and yeah. laps and but laps. That's there. the place to run to just burn tires down in a Miata. Actually, you know what? I think the last day that my FRS was in Illinois was a day that I spent at Blackhawk. Yeah. Because from there, I turned around and drove to ITR Expo. Oh, okay. So I did. a I think I did a GPS GPS track time event at Blackhawk. Yeah, and then it was on like on like a Monday, and then transited over to. Uh, um, to mid Ohio yeah, for that, ITR Expo. That, that was a fun weekend, man. Or fun that was actually yeah. like
1: a weekday. You probably did a Monday and then it was Tuesday, Wednesday at Expo. Wow.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we drove uh I think we drove overnight and did that and then I drove the car from there down to Deals Gap and then dropped it in Atlanta yeah. when I was
1: moving. And that's uh yeah, that was right before you moved, yeah
0: yeah and that was the first time i'd ever been to blackhawk and i was like man this place is awesome how did i not know this was here it's it's this is the closest racetrack yeah too. it's like such a little gem of a track and it this have you been when was the last time you
1: were there then or were you no, i came to track day picnic uh, you came to the first, first year, one. yeah the
0: first year yeah like the september one or something yeah. was that a single In 2016. day 2016 was
1: our first one there single day I can't remember to be honest. I can't either. I have to look. I have to look deep into the Google
0: Drive. I can't remember if it was a one day or two day. I know. I know last yeah, year was day. I, re- I remember I slept in the car yep. in my rental car that I had the first night. Yeah, I slept in um, my um, in my pickup truck. I think it was yeah. just a single day event to be honest. Yeah, I
1: think I, I arrived at like three a.m. because I think I left at like midnight and I slept in my pickup mm-hmm. truck. I'm pretty
0: sure that's what I did. And um, that's when like a bunch of us went on the way home. We didn't we go to like Texas Roadhouse or something? I think we yeah we went to a Texas Roadhouse or like an Applebee's. And Chris, I think we wanted to maybe we wanted to go to Texas Roadhouse. No, we, and it was too busy. Yeah, we went. Or we wanted to go to Applebee's. Chris wanted it to was go to busy. Red Lobster and get cheddar bay biscuits. Oh, that's what it he was. Get, that's what he it was. He wanted to hit cheddar
1: bay himself, and and it was just too busy. It was like an hour and ten wait, and none of us have, were having it because we were so hungry.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and so we went to Applebee's, and Chris made fun of me for enjoying. The cuisine at Applebee's. But everybody's like, yeah. Applebee's like, fine. <laughs> it's it's not gourmet or anything, but it's fine. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, is, it's not bad. Is Applebee's even still around? They've closed like every one of them down here. Yeah, they're
2: still around, man. I think
1: the one in Munster, Indiana is still here. But yeah, they shut down a ton of Applebee's here.
0: Although, you know, talking about those cheddar biscuits now. I really want to go to Red Lobster just dude, to get some cheddar. Dude, biscuits. they're
1: so those things are so good. When they're when they're hot, they're
0: delicious. <laughs> so it's I've so never good. I've never done it, but I've heard their best use though is to make the ultimate chicken biscuit for breakfast. You go to Chick-fil-A, okay. you order a chicken biscuit, but you you trash the Chick-fil-A just buttered biscuit, yeah. And you use a leftover Red Lobster biscuit. Yeah, you warm it up with the chicken, and it's just supposed to be the most amazing thing ever. That, that sounds like it could be pretty good.
1: I. It sounds really good, doesn't yeah, it? I believe that that would probably not suck at all. But.
0: Now I've I've never done it, um, but internet folklore says that that is the best chicken biscuit you can get i kind of want to do that sometime (laughs) because it sounds pretty red
1: those cheddar bread biscuits are freaking good and chick-fil-a
0: knows how to make some uh some moist chicken (laughs) so my new my new neighbor next door um here in l.a uh when he first moved here he you know was waiting tables and it just so happened that he worked at red lobster yeah and you know, I guess apparently you can just go into Red Lobster and just get those biscuits if you want. You just order so to, do an order yeah, to go of biscuits. Yeah, like some guy came in and got like twenty-four of them, and they charged him like six bucks. Why wouldn't you? I know. Yeah, it sounds amazing. As long as you're not on a low-carb diet, man, that'd
1: be the jam. But. Yeah. So you should totally go and do ah, that. Ah man, yeah, I'm, I'm
0: currently uh, I'm currently eating breads, and that sounds really good. <laughs> I just had some I just had some cold pizza. I did have a cinnamon bun this morning though, a cinnamon roll. My favorite breakfast is cold pizza. So you you missed out on breakfast. That would have been my favorite breakfast. I would have had that pizza. For you ever breakfast. had? Have you ever had the frozen breakfast pizzas? No, no. That have like bacon and like egg crumbles and stuff on them and cheese. It's I, pretty I've, good. There, there's. Uh, have you ever heard of Casey's General
1: Stores? You've probably seen yeah. some of those. Yeah. Um yeah. the uh, the one of the dudes from 10 tents Adam uh, he was telling me how or he was talking about on their show like how delicious the freaking breakfast pizza is. And so I I was going out to, uh, I was working on this on the on a lake house out in deep in Indiana and I stopped at a Casey's general store and I got some of that breakfast pizza and uh breakfast pizza is the jam. It's freaking delicious. But yeah, I can the Casey's General Store breakfast pizza is the is the best. It's so good, but is it? But an hour later, it was so bad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was. It,
1: it, it was. Uh, it was like straight leg down the toilet bath <laughs> so. so
0: Casey's Casey's breakfast pizza. That's the shit. Yeah, it was the shit. <laughs> so anyway,
1: I have no idea how we got on to breakfast pizzas, but I I don't know. So I
0: think we're talking about. Biscuits, food. I, I yeah. I, how do I, we end up on these stupid tangents? I,
1: I think this is just what talking is. But I, yeah, I heard, pretty much. I heard from uh, from a little from my friend Austin that you wrecked your motorcycle, uh, or you crashed your motorcycle slightly the other day. So you got hit. Oh, by, did I? Well, you got hit by an F one hundred and
0: fifty. You said. <laughs> I may have. I may have got hit. <laughs> yeah. How bad was that? Uh, it was fine, man. Like I have a little bruise on my arm. Yeah. Uh, that's finally starting to go away. Okay. But. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad. Like I came home, filed an insurance report and uh, went back out yeah. and made it up to Malibu. I was like a mile and a half away from the house when it happened. Oh, really? Yeah. Let me guess.
1: You didn't tell Jess.
0: Uh, y- I didn't tell her. And then she saw pictures on my phone. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so she was like, wait, what is this? <laughs> so, so you're still allowed to have motorcycles? Oh yeah, so I actually like a couple of days after that I just went and bought another one. <laughs> <I> <laughs>
2: you
0: know, cuz that, that cuz that one's been tainted now. That was the, that was the tangent I was hoping you'd make. <laughs> well, that one's been tainted, so I can't, you know, I can't be having any of that. Which one were you on? Uh, I was on the Triumph that I rode across the country yeah. the Street Triple 675. Yeah. And then you just bought a Speed Triple. I bought a Speed Triple 1050, yeah. you know, because You know, zero to 60 in three and a half seconds isn't fast enough. You have to go zero to 60 in like 2.7.
1: How does a bike hook up when they, you know, in 2.7 seconds? That seems so crazy. But I guess all the weight transfers to the wheel, so. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, literally at that point, like most of the weight, including all the weight from the front wheel, yeah. is on the back yeah, wheel. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of with, with with force. There's a lot of weight on that tire. Then I guess, but it just seems like it would just do burnouts and fall over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you have pretty sticky tires, right? <laughs> yeah, so if yeah. you're just like cruising around, you'll wear through your tires and maybe like four to five, six thousand miles, okay. depending on a big like leader bike like that. So they're kind of equivalent um, to like running around on like NTO
1: ones or RA ones.
0: Yeah, okay. or if you end up doing like canyons, 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 mm-hmm. they last like sixteen hundred miles because the sides are just gone. Oh, Okay, re- like there's still tons of tread in the center, but you just wear the sides thin. Okay, you know, spending so much time on the sides. Yeah, canyons, 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 canyons. So that seems like yeah, this thing's dude. This thing's a freaking riot, man. It's got it's like hundred and forty-two horsepower. Yep. and like eighty-two foot-pounds of torque. That's a lot of horsepower. Just, yeah, it's it's awesome, though, man. It's all, like, it's got a really, really meaty mid-range. Okay. So that's what's nice, because it's a, you know, obviously it's a triple, so a three-cylinder, three-cylinder just yeah. like,
1: yeah, Some just big like the, pistons sp- the for, street triple was. For a 1,000cc, th- that's a that's pretty decent-sized pistons for a motorcycle.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, the I think it's mostly in stroke, to be honest, yeah. because the motor is a lot taller than the 675 is. Oh, okay. So much so that, like, they had to modify, well, not modify, they designed it to where the tank is really high. Yeah. Um, so when I have that thing down in, in a corner, like up in the canyons or whatever, I'm literally leaning on the tank. It, like, Is that more comfortable than like your normal sport bike where the tank is pretty low? Or? Um, I mean, it's kind of nice because I don't have to support my body weight when I'm in the corner. Yeah, And it kind of, you know, it gives you a place to really hook your leg and it acts kind of as like an anchor. Yeah. So that's, so that's kind of cool. That's like by far the fastest bike you've ever had, right? Oh, Yeah. But this thing, the, all the suspension's been redone on it, valved for somebody, about, like, maybe 10 more pounds than me. Okay. And, man, like, custom valving, I've never had a motorcycle with, like, custom, custom valved and sprung suspension on it. Yeah. And, dude, it makes a huge difference. This thing's
1: a freaking Cadillac. It soak up the bumps real well and...
0: Oh, yeah. It's a freaking Cadillac, man. It's great. Is, is it uh, custom valve factory stuff or like aftermarket shocks? Or, or? Um, I think they changed out the valving, like the actual valve pieces, but the pistons are the same and everything. What do you call a motorcycle? The back would be a shock, but is the front? That's not a shock. The front's forks. No, forks. forks. Yeah, Forks. I'm yeah. thinking
1: like it's the same as a bike. What are they called?
0: <laughs> yeah. So like the interesting thing, though, that I didn't really think about, and I've been riding motorcycles for a while, but haven't really paid much attention to motorcycle dynamics. Yeah. Um, you know, you know the fork is at an angle. So when you brake and the front is actually, you know, compressed, yeah. Because of that angle, it actually shortens the wheelbase and makes the bike want to be a little bit more nimble okay. and turn more. So if you, like, trail brake real hard down into the corner... Oh, yeah, makes sense. um, Yeah. So, and then when you accelerate, it extends um, past, like, its normal normal range, and it adds stability. Yeah. That makes some sense. So, yeah, kind of one of those interesting things that, like, I never really thought about, but it makes tons of sense. Yeah, you'd get probably a multiple percentage uh, reduction in wheelbase there. Yeah. So, and depending on, you know, how aggressive you make that angle... Um, you can really, really shorten it or really, really increase it for stability. Yeah, well, that's kind of cool. So that's why I like choppers and Harleys and stuff, where like the wheelbase is real long and the fork <laughs> sticks out way in front, don't want to turn at all. Yeah, and it's essentially what what caster is in a car. Yep. Is setting that angle. Yeah, I was going to say, so, it's it's sort of like, yeah, sort of like looking at the caster
1: of like a double wishbone or strut in the front of a car, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So how, how have you, like, so, motorcycle life uh, compared? Because now you're, like, ripping the canyons a lot. Uh,
0: yeah, like, I go up every Monday, and a, I'll do, like, 150 to 170 miles just in the canyons that's, now. That's a lot, man. Is it a similar, yeah, is it a similar like, does it, does it push all the same buttons that track
1: days used to push for you?
0: Um... You know, it might push a little bit more yeah. <laughs> um, just because it's, you know, you're constantly doing it. So instead of, like, running laps for 20 minutes and then sitting, yeah, uh, I could go and essentially run, like, a four-hour enduro in the canyons on the motorcycle if I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, that's pretty wild. So, but now the only problem is, like, the jollies that you get come at the increase of speed yeah um but it is cool it is cool though right because with a motorcycle and a single lane yeah it's almost like proportional to a car with and a full track yeah so you can stay in your lane and carry some pretty decent speed and have you know room to be able to move around well, as long as somebody um, else doesn't
1: hit you you got plenty of space yeah
0: yeah luckily mondays aren't too busy uh really the biggest thing is like gravel and stuff yeah so that's like the biggest thing, or like rocks that fall down the side of the canyon walls. Yeah, and you, stuff. you want
1: a clear road, and sometimes that it doesn't. That sneaks up on you. Yeah. So that's, that's it's, uh, that sounds like it's been so fun though, fun, man. That sounds so fun. It'd be like you know, just taking the taking the afternoon off and going to the racetrack, like you know, without having to tow and without having to unload and all that stuff, man. <laughs> And really, that's what's nice. Like, it's just really convenient. That's part so of it. I was actually—I want, I want to street drive my next race car—is because I want to be yeah. able to go to a couple of local roads and I want to be able to just get in the car and drive it. Like the whole track day race car loaded all up RV trailer thing, like just to get some kicks off. That's
0: that's a lot of work. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a man. ton it of really work. Is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it, uh, I'm a little bit jealous of uh, of that little. Uh, like that seems like a cool f- way to just get your fix quick.
0: Oh yeah, it's like it's it's probably one of the most freeing things for me. Yeah. Uh it reminds me a lot like when I used to take the S2000 up to the the mountains and stuff. Yeah. Um when I was in college. Yeah. Yeah, the the
1: uh yeah, the freedom that that uh that would provide you for that afternoon sounds sounds pretty invaluable. Uh,
0: yeah, and like when you go by yourself too, um and you don't have friends if you want to stop and take a break, you can stop and take a break and no one's nagging you to like, you know, hey man, let's get going. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so and there's no like you know checkered flag
1: to tell you when it's over, and there's no you know hey you missed your session and you know run time start time. Yeah, your
0: yeah your yeah. checkered flag is essentially like uh, pretty much sunset. Yeah, yeah, and you can and see, even then like you got a, a couple nights ago, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, I stayed out past sunset. Okay. So you, just, you told me uh, yesterday that you
1: met some some dudes from Vermont.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I met some. You know, I was hanging out at the Snake, which is like the popular road here. Yeah. Um, you know, it's actually really short. It's like a mile and a half or two miles or something stupid. It's kind of a, a letdown. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're dreaming about it and then you show up and you're like, wait, this is it. <laughs> That's um, all. Yeah, but anyways, there were these guys. Uh, one of the guys was on a Triumph Daytona 675, like sport bike. Yeah. Uh, and another guy was on like a. I think it was like a Yamaha 600. Okay. Um, but they were all loaded down. They had like the same luggage that I had taken on my trip last year. Yeah. And I noticed, some, um, some like Massachusetts, one Massachusetts plate and one Vermont plate. So I get to talking to them and they're like, yeah, man, we rode out here, um, you know, all the way, but we got to be back for, for school cause classes start soon. Yeah. Um, and they were like, we camped the whole way. We use this website, freecampsites.net." I was like, I know that one. I use that one. um, But anyways, they were like, yeah, do you know anywhere, like, local that we might be able to camp tonight? Everything that we found is, like, an hour and a half outside of L.A. I was like, honestly, you're not going to find anything. Yeah. And then I remembered that I had spent this weekend in the RV out of Streets of Willow doing, like, a private filming, taping for a TV show um, at the track. Yeah. And the RV just happened to be in front of the apartment, <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Like, I've got the, I've got this RV. You guys are more wel- more than welcome to like crash in it if you want. It's parked right across the street from the beach right now. And I are like, oh, really? That'd be awesome. <laughs> what so bro, uh, I give them good
1: luck for those dudes. <laughs> I know, I know. So I
0: gave him, I gave them my number. And, like, I didn't hear anything from them for, like, a couple hours. And I was like, ah, maybe they're just not going to take me up on it. No big deal. Then I get a text at, like, 9.30. It was like, hey, man, sorry, we've been hanging out in Santa Monica. Uh, Is that offer still on the table? Sorry it's so late. I was like, yeah, dude, no problem. So went and, like, just cleaned up the RV real quick and hooked him up with staying there for the night. That's rad. So when they got here they unloaded the bikes and we went and walked down to the liquor store and got some beers and went and sat on the beach and just talked about their trip. That's freaking cool. And then I had to go then I had to go get Jessica yeah. from the airport because she was coming home from Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. And then also I had to tell her that some complete strangers were staying in our RV. <laughs> my, my <new> friend. <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't the most pleased. Yeah, but that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, I figure I'm building up good karma points, you know? That's right. You gotta you gotta cash them in someday. So, so maybe, speaking of RVs though, man you and I both have RVs, and they both have propane generators in them. Yeah, propane generators suck.
1: Screw propane dude, generators, so, dude. They suck so much.
0: Oh my god! Mine still, I thought it was mine. Still works. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Mine hates hot starts.
1: <laughs> That's yeah. my only problem.
0: <laughs> so mine, like mine, for the most part, when I start it up, I intend to run it for a long time, so I don't really have like a hot start issue. Yeah. But damn, that thing is thirsty, man. It takes a lot of propane. Yeah, it takes a ton of propane. My, I I haven't noticed that mine takes a lot,
1: but I think I have a giant amount of propane. Under it. Okay. How, how how many pounds of propane do you have on yours? So I only have thirteen pounds. Oh, you got a small tank. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I've so I'll bet you I have fifty. Really? Now, you know, like a, a grill is like what twenty pounds max. No, a grill is like a five pound bottle. Oh, that's five pounds. Okay. Yeah, I've, that's a five pound. I've bottle. got like. Well, maybe i do a 50. I bet you I've got the equivalent of, like, 6 or 10 of those. So okay. I, the most I've ever bought at one time I think was 25, and it said it was at, like, eighth of a tank, and he put it up to, like, three-quarter, and he said that's as far as we should go. So I don't know. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah, mine, I think my generator doesn't like running when the propane is below a certain pressure. Oh, Okay. I think that's the main thing, so I still have propane in the fr- in, you know in the tank, so like the fridge is running, yeah. and I can like light the stove and stuff yeah, but the d- but the generator won't run right now, yeah the generator is a little more it needs more pressure or yeah. you know, something yeah. so I was out we were out filming like helping f- do some film stuff for a TV show at streets of Willow this weekend yeah. And it was hot. It was like 103, 104, and I had the dog with me, and I didn't want to risk. I was running timing, which, by the way, that's like the final frontier of track day stuff. Yeah. I now know how to run timing. Yeah. <laughs> and get everything set up, so like I'm set to go, man. Yeah. You you, uh, you want to be my C team at Grid Life? Yeah, dude. I'm like a one one-stop shop for timing. I love that. I love that. So. Just A M B stuff. But anyways. Yeah. yeah. So the Orbit software and all of that jazz. Um, But anyway, it was really hot, and I had the dog with me, and I didn't want to risk blowing a breaker in the timing shack when we were doing the competition portion. Yeah. Um, So I didn't want to run the AC just off, like, you know, the 15-amp or 20-amp that, you know, the timing shack had. Yeah. Just in case. Because if that decoder goes down, you don't have anything. Oh, okay. So you you could have plugged it
1: into the wall, but it would have, like, maybe. Yeah. yeah. If
0: we, like, when we weren't doing competition timing, I had it plugged in, and it was fine. Okay. Um, but just to play it safe, in the afternoons I ran the generator, yep. and after two afternoons, the generator just wouldn't run on propane yeah. anymore. Yeah. So you, and it's, it's like it's. I don't think Andy really used the the generator that much. It only had like two hundred and what, probably about two hundred and fifty hours on that's it. That's not I that much, it. actually. Yeah. Or like two. I think it was two forty six. For how- and it already has like. 290 on it yeah, now. Yeah, for how many miles like, he I've drove I've used the it. generator a lot. Yeah, for how
1: many miles he drove it, he probably didn't fire it up that much. Maybe just like solo nationals when it's hot, you know? But yeah. Most, most racetracks, you can find a place to plug in. Um, yeah. And that's really... He went to racetracks
0: and state parks with it. I think he mostly went to racetracks yep. with it. <laughs> um, and me, I'm mostly at racetracks, but I want it in a specific area. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to have to go find power. Yep. That way it's like real close. And then when we're out in the desert and stuff and it's hot... Uh, I don't have anywhere to plug in, yeah. so I need to run the generator to run the AC if we're like eating lunch or taking a nap or something. Yeah,
1: you're thinking about converting to diesel. And, I, and since we talked yesterday about it, I've been like looking at them. And man, like the good ones are like four to They're six. like five
0: and six. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like the the good Cummins owning ones, those are like four to six mm-hmm. thousand bucks. Um, mm-hmm. And you can't find much else. Like, there's not that many else. Like, you.
0: It's like that. <laughs> no, and I don't know if it's like EPA regulations for diesel generators now, because even the one that I need doesn't appear to be made anymore. Oh, really? It
1: might, it might yeah. be. That might actually be. Um, I was thinking today, this morning, because I was you know, driving down the highway, um, and, I'm, and I'm thinking, like, is there a port on yours that you
0: could connect an external propane bottle to and just grab a couple of cans and take them with you? There is, I mean, but the hardest thing is when you're at the racetrack all day. If you're out of propane, like say the propane lasts all day, but I need it the next day, yeah. like it's hard to find a place at like eight, nine o'clock at night to get propane like that refilled. Yeah, that. But if you brought like four of those cheap gas station ones, um, yeah. But then I have like four of those. Where am I going to put them? That's the.
1: That's the other problem. You got to make a rack for yeah. in the back, or you got to. You know, yeah, or like up on the roof throw them or, of you the know, bed and, and then you got stupid yeah, so propane
0: bottles everywhere. But, yeah, it could, whereas could with like with gap. a diesel generator, it just runs off of the diesel, you know, off of the diesel tank. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, the, that would the be a easiest stopgap instead of doing that is going to be buying like a 3000 watt gas generator yep. and put it on the back on like a little carrier. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's, like,
1: my uh, – that's kind of my tentative plan is to is to make an – because I've got a lot of wasted underbody space, and I've got, like, multiple 5,000-watt mm-hmm. generators that, like, you will find them for, like, $100 on Craigslist or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and I so I kind of want to make a compartment for one of those and have two generators on board. Um, but that uh, – that's uh, that's more work than I'm going to be able to do before Good Life South. I'm not going to need it really for Good Life South, but it would be
0: nice to have another generator and be able to run both uh, AC units on the way down. Why don't, you, tot, just, why don't you just see if, like... I don't know if somebody can bring a bunch of diesel, like industrial generators, and charge for hooking up. Bringing bringing a couple
1: giant ones of those would probably you'd probably be able to make money if you if you actually yeah. charge. I, w- I wonder how much those like a hundred dollars for the
0: weekend. hundred yeah, dollars for the weekend for power. The
1: rental of like the big eighty thousand watt ones really isn't all that much money, I don't think. But
0: no, I mean you could you could probably get one for like two hundred dollars for the weekend.
1: I'm not worried about myself having power because I'll be like the first RV there. But right, and I know where I'm gonna park, and I know I'm parking the same place we were at last year because that's got 50 amp service and water service. So right, um, so we, all I really have to worry about is filling up the gray water tank, like yeah. filling up the gray. Right before yeah. we were ready to leave last year, we found out that there was water there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember. We that. We were being all
1: like, see, "I was being like, no, don't use the water, don't flush the toilet." Like, we're here for. Yeah, f- we were like,
0: we're here for five we days. We're like going over. We're going
1: across the way to take showers. Yeah, and, and I'm finding like half drunk water bottles, and I'll just like shove them into the water so we can wash our hands. You know. Yeah. <laughs> And then we found out there was a hose literally right underneath the RV. Right there, it's so great. <laughs> so we filled it up, and we all took. You know, we both take showers. Yeah, uh, yeah. That uh, uh, that that'll be basically be the place that I park this year. So I'm still not going to let anybody take showers in my RV. Maybe you. But nobody else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. All those those military showers, man. Military showers in the RV do kind of suck. It it.
2: Uh, I I don't mind them to be honest. I, I feel like I'm doing. I can't. You know, I
1: I feel like I can't train anybody else to do it though, because then because like somebody takes a shower that doesn't have an RV and it's like, oh my gosh, the water was running. All the water's s- gone. Dude, you would used half a tank of water. And you're like it was only running for like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Well like yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No crap. Same thing like doing dishes and stuff, yeah. or like washing your hands. Like anytime you're letting it run, you're not using the water. Yeah. You're just wasting. Stop it. doing that. <laughs> Which makes you realize, like us as Americans, or just as people in general, so incredibly wasteful with water. Incredibly wasteful with water. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and when we're camping, uh, if there's decent bathrooms, I'll just send Sarah and Emma to the uh, go take a shower over there. You guys can't. it. Yeah. You're not good enough at it. <laughs> Well, we're gonna run. Well, a lot of times, run out of like water. if I'm
0: if I'm peeing in the toilet, <laughs> I'll just flush it without the water pump being on, just so it dumps everything into the tank. Yeah. But I don't use any water to wash it down. Yeah, yeah. You've got uh, individual, um, like yeah, I've got a switch by the toilet, a water pump switch yeah. by the toilet, which is really nice. Is it? It's by. There's there's one by both faucets and the toilet, right? Um, there's one. There's one in the main like cabin area. Yeah. The, the two faucets are literally you can like touch them with both of your hands. Oh, okay. Like, at the same time. So there's one switch for the main. Yeah. Um, and then there's a switch uh, out by the water fill mm-hmm. um, because there's an exterior shower there for, like, spraying your feet off. So you can turn it off there. Yeah. Or turn it on. And then there's one right by the toilet, too. Yeah, it's pretty smart. I
1: kind of want to run more power wire, or
0: more switches for mine because I don't
1: like leaving it on all the time. Because, like, what if you yeah. spring a leak and then all of a sudden there's 40 gallons of water inside the RV? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't had any problems with it, but, you know, you cross your fingers and you can only cross them for
0: so long. But. Dude, we had a bad ant problem in the RV a couple of weeks ago. Ants? Yeah, mm-hmm. just because they're, I guess it's so hot right now that they're, like, real small, tiny, like, sugar ants almost. Okay. Um, but they're just trying to stay cool. Yeah. So they, like, just penetrate, like, everything. And then they're looking for water, too. Yeah. So that's kind of, like, the main thing. So small trick that's that they told me was to put like comet, you know, like cleaning comet yeah. by your tires, like oh, okay. around the base of the tires and then that keeps the ants cuz they won't cross it. That's a good idea.
1: Yeah. I I've, I've, I've heard uh, another trip or another trick that I uh, I read about um, was put duct tape uh, on the on the the power wire. Um you know the the main oh so they get stuck yeah, the main like plug like flip in. it upside down yeah, upside down duct tape like wrap it like six yep. six inches of it around the around the wire around the core that makes sense so, yeah Comet, though that's uh, I haven't heard that that's not a bad idea I gotta I want to find yeah. something um I, I've heard people f- to, to keep mice out in the wintertime if you're like in a you know if it's not indoor storage or even if it is people make uh, like Smooth metal um, rings To go like six inches or higher Taller to go around the tires And just kind of clip them together um, huh, so, so, my, they you know, like so they can't like it's
0: just slick and they can't Climb yeah, up they
1: can't, they can't scale that you know that's, uh, That makes sense that's something I'm thinking about Doing because I, I have to leave mine outdoors Basically I haven't yeah. had uh, I haven't had any mice problems That I know of since I've got it But it's uh, you know there's always the There's always they, they can get through anything So oh yeah and, and they Gross my wife out big time so <laughs> I got. I gotta make some of those. I gotta figure out a good way to clip them together, because um, you, if you tape them together, they climb up the tape, you know. But.
0: but man, like having having the RV at the track is just so nice. It's the best, dude. It's the freaking best. It really, dude. It's so nice. It's the best. And then, um, if anybody's looking for a tow rig, the best tow rig is a freaking RV. Yeah, Mike
1: Taylor, who was it's, who who I just did a show with. It was that was the show for last week. He. Uh, He's look, Did he go buy one? You no, know, he's looking. He's going to look at one right now tonight. Oh, nice! He's looking at a. Uh, it's a V10 based uh, Econoline, you know, um, uh-huh. like an one but it's a really small body. It's like 21 feet, um, and I think okay. it's an all fiberglass body. It looks like like the perfect race RV. Right. Um, and it's a dually in the back, but it's like not so much it leaves lighter. a lot of
0: like towing capacity yeah, though yeah, because it,
1: the RV doesn't weigh that it's much. It's not 24 feet, it's not 28 feet or 30 feet. Like how a lot big of them is
0: are. how yeah. big is his enclosed trailer? Isn't it like 24, 28 uh, feet?
1: His is 28, but it's got like living quarters in the front, which is, okay. which is heavy. So he'd probably gut that out, and he doesn't even yeah. he doesn't even really use it. It's got like a bed, but uh, yeah. he's looking for a, start
0: renting renting it out, man.
1: Yeah, if you made it nice, yeah.
0: Yeah. He wants to buy Just like, like a
1: trailer. He wants to get something lighter. But, uh, yeah. Brad Adams, did you hear about the trailer Brad Adams bought? No. He, he, he found this, uh, this 24 foot enclosed with AC and it's like super nice, all white cabinets inside and stuff, you know? Um, and he said it's, uh, it's a pace, I think. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine. Paces are good. And he, and he said it looks really good. And he, and so he told the dude, yeah, I'll take it. It was like an hour away or whatever. And it was like, Pretty decent money, like for the size for what it looked like. It had a big awning on it, AC and uh, nice flooring, and it was like seven thousand bucks, right, um, mm-hmm. and it gets there and it's an aluminum one. Really? Yeah, that's like a fifteen thousand dollar trailer. Yeah, <laughs> he, nice. He just got the thing for like thirty, forty percent, forty percent off. But he's is the, he towing it with that crappy van? Yeah, his van's a V ten. It's got the guts, just wouldn't get the mileage. Yeah, but know?
2: like it's like it's kind of like rough around the edges it, and like actually it was at like Honda the trailer, the trailer's worth like five times no, what the van is. It, it,
1: it's not worth <laughs> a lot, but I was he had it at Honda me because he showed up at Honda me and like didn't even drive. <laughs> but, oh yeah. Um, the van is actually really nice for what it is. It's rush free, I think, but. Oh really? Yeah, it's a pretty solid van. Um, that was okay. it belonged to his dad, and I I don't think his dad used it that much. But uh, um, no, I think he wants he wants to get rid of that, and he wants to tow with with a dually or something, but he hasn't found one yet. But yeah. I think he's getting sick of spending money. He Just spent a lot of money on things.
2: <laughs> Man, <laughs> so, that guy's got
1: a family. He needs an RV. He does need an RV. I, he he was talking about buying mine last year. I think mine's oh, yeah. a, I think mine's a bit much for him, but. Yeah. Um, that that one that Mike put in our group chat uh in in the Team Sonic Beavis group group chat uh that uh that thing got me thinking man like I could really I could go for like a super downsized like just bed in the shower and you know it, it's super simple that would be It
2: is really it is really nice man it would, to be honest and it would be like better having than a small than mine. maneuverable one Yeah if you could Yeah and like like a charge you over don't the mounts plan your. Yeah, you don't have to plan your fuel stops. And, like, if you're sharing driving duties with somebody, it's a lot easier to, like, trust a normal person that's used to just driving trucks and stuff to drive that. Yeah. You know, it just makes it it really nice, man. It really does. There'd be a lot less storage, but, like,
1: now we've got this enclosed trailer, so I don't really need to fill the RV like I did last year. Um yeah, and a V10 van could a V10 van front could tow whatever, and then you can get the parts for it at any store. Like
2: yeah, you just pull over wherever. Yeah,
1: because it's the it's basically you know it's Ford Dooley parts and the V10 yep. parts are everywhere. They're making that motor for 15 years. Yeah, um, that's the bi- that's my biggest concern with my RV is
0: cruising it down the highway. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah,
1: cruising <laughs> down the highway in the middle of nowhere, and you just can't find like say it needs a wheel bearing or something stupid, and maybe that doesn't exist. Like, right. like I don't even know. <laughs> so what? What do you do? And you can't tow it. You can't just hook it up to a truck like you can hook up a tr- like a van front one. Um, yeah, a small one would make a lot more sense, and it would take a you know, you, take a if, lot less space. But,
2: if you got a class C with a slide, yeah. you know, it actually they're pretty big inside. Yeah, now. that
1: that's probably what I would want. Just to have enough room to to camp with the girls, you know.
2: And like, how many how many people does your RV comfortably sleep? Uh, like one on the couch, yeah, well, one you, on the dinette, two on the couch, two? one
1: on the dinette, two in the back, and then um, people have been sleeping in. you spin the chairs together, and people have been sleeping yeah. there like almost every event. Jeremy Cohn yeah. stayed with us when you were in at Gridlife Midwest, and then uh, um, Mike Cohn stayed in a, in that area when uh, at Blankock Farms this weekend. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, James, I think James had beat him to the uh, the Cone
2: buck. I mean. So you're not really losing that much capacity. Like mine, it'll sleep two in the back bed, a little tighter than your bed. Yeah. It'll sleep two in the dinette, which is actually longer than, like, the actual bed is. Yeah. And then it would sleep two in the upper bunk. That's Yeah. That's, Um, like,
1: more than I have.
2: Yeah. And then you could spin the chairs around and do the same thing that you do. Yeah. You know? I'm thinking more and more about, like,
1: maybe I just... Maybe I downsize and and just uh, have something a little... It really... Going cross country and stuff I just worry about parts availability So,
0: Yeah, let alone uh, fuel I mean, you're going to get better fuel economy yeah, too Yeah, probably the smaller six or eight Like, I don't even know uh, And I don't yeah. I want to like know. And <laughs> say, like, if, you know, if, like, your brother And, you know, if, if Jeremy wanted to borrow it for a weekend It'd be a lot easier for him to, like, get comfortable in and driving it Jeremy, then, Jeremy, I want to worry you know, about
1: But my wife, my wife won't drive it My wife would drive a yeah. van front end one, probably A smaller one Yeah, yeah and I could probably do it for about a break-even trade, you know, and get a much newer, much newer piece. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'll probably be. That'll next probably season, next maybe, move. or or try to find yeah. one with a blown motor and swap a Cummins into it or something.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, that's what we talked about. So yeah. I don't, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but when I was in town for, uh, for Grid Life Midwest, I got to drive your Cummins truck. Yep. From the shop over to your parents' house, and dude. That was that thing was awesome. It's like a little mini big rig. Yeah, I'm sitting in it right like now. Like it just, actually. yeah, <laughs> dude, it sounds awesome. I, I love how like in between shifts, like it just kind of, you know, blips the throttle by itself. Yeah, it, it's a it's a good little truck, man. Uh, yeah, I probably man. had the swap going for like it's a I, I swapped it. It was a
1: six liter turbo diesel, and I swapped in a five nine out of an older Dodge. Built the turbo manifold, built the mount kit, built the I used the Dodge slash like medium duty semi truck trans manual trans um and uh, i think i did it like 150,000
0: miles ago now but like i really i think there'd be a business if you took an e-series van yeah and you put a 59 in it and you converted it to four-wheel drive it would literally be the ultimate kind of like budget expedition vehicle now, it i don't would know be why like they the most didn't reliable sell and solid thing they didn't sell that me with get. 7.3s that i've ever seen no, I think it's because it was like an eight thousand dollar option for the cabin chassis. It probably was. It, it, so it, the it V10 adds was so, so much cheap. price. Yeah, yeah. The V10 could do almost all the same things, and then and then it it could be like where the fuel tank is mounted to. You know, they'd have to reconfigure things it, yeah, it um, could instead be, of could like be knowing of where stuff. the gas tank goes. Yeah. So, uh,
1: but you could you could convert one pretty pretty straightforward. The vans are a little tougher because there's not as much room with a doghouse. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of people have done it. People put six BTs in the vans.
0: So well, occasionally, though, too, you'll see a like a truck, a truck based cabin chassis RV yeah. that yeah. has a Ford like an F you know 350 f450 front end that would be the so jam. yeah and then you have all the extra space and literally it would just be the same steps that you went through to swap your f350 have you seen jeremiah fox's rv
1: since we're on rv talking. dude that thing is sick dude it's it's a uh, it's like the is it? the w210 front end or like the before the before the ram you know don't uh, they
0: call them like rv or R D or something it, it, dude, i follow i follow their rv so on instagram d- they have it. it's got its own instagram <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's rad. It's so cool. It's the
1: Cummins-powered—basically, uh, it's the, the generation before the Ram started looking like Semi-Truck, you know, the square friend. Right. Um, and it looks really cool inside, too. It's, like, early 90s. It's, it's like, mine, only, like, even cooler. Like, the layout is way better, and it it's a rad-looking RV, man. Yeah, and I think it's, it doesn't have dual rear wheels. Like, and I, it's got, yeah, a dual, it
0: has like two, it doesn't have, well, it has one dual a- yeah, rear axle, but then it also axle. has a single, yeah, yeah. like
1: a load bearing extra axle. So it's probably rad for towing. Like, yeah, the thing probably is so planted, but I, I've looked and I can't
0: find them. Like I've, I've never no, seen No, he said one. he looked, so apparently he got that one out of, I don't know if you've talked to him about it, but he got that one out of like Washington oh, okay, okay and actually had the person that was selling it drive it to him in Michigan. Holy crap. Yeah, so they, like, they delivered it
1: to us. Oh, that's cool. It's a really cool—I've only seen it in—I saw it in person uh, when I stopped at uh, Race Weekend at Gingerman when Brad was racing, in like, a, a month ago. Uh, but okay. I didn't see him or his wife there, so I couldn't talk to him about it. Uh, okay. They might have been inside. They, they have a, a pretty little kid, I think, but— yeah, um,
0: the um, the other really cool RV. Remember the one that we saw at PRI last year with the the yeah. Cummins front end? Yeah, yeah, dude, the next generation, and like ramp. full fiberglass rear body. Yeah, yeah it, uh, the full fiberglass. I'd body, never seen
1: one of those. Yeah, yeah. Full fiberglass body kind of does something for me too. I I want to get rid of. I want to get get away from a rubber roof, but yeah. yeah, that's hard to do in RV world. Rubber roofs are like it the is thing.
0: That's what everybody uses. No, I, so. That's what you know. That's why mine is so so unique too because. You know, it's one of the only the only ones that's produced like mass produced that has a fiberglass yeah, roof. Yeah, yours is full one. That was one thing piece, right? before like the first time I was in that R V was when we were at Miller Motorsports Park yeah. about this time last year when Tom O'Gorman was racing. And, you know, I was talking about van life with Andy and Ann. And they were like, Yeah, if you ever buy an R V, make sure it gets like you get a full fiberglass roof. Yeah, that's so rare. They're like we just ordered we just ordered another one of these because it's so good. Yeah. And then, you know, what, a couple months later, I ended up <laughs> yes, buying six, that one from them. Six months yeah, later, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've already put like 8,500 miles on that That's thing right? I love it. So we're going to, I think we're planning on driving it to Seattle at Christmas. Cool. So that'll be at least another 2,000. Yeah. My, my next big trip is uh, Life South in a few weeks. And I got to do, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do a
1: front wheel bearing because it's been going reep reep, 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 like light little like squeaky. I'm just,
2: oh, dude, it's just it's just getting ready for the music show, dude. <laughs>
1: I'm just I'm gonna pull it apart, and make sure it ain't gonna come apart. Um, yeah. And what else? Do I wanna do a full just fluid re- change. Repack it or something. Yeah, I think we'll just get all the grease out, put all, all the grease in. Unless uh, unless the bearing is dying, we'll try to find bearings. But and then try to yeah. have an extra on spare on side, you know, on, on the yeah. on the bus for the other side. But. Um, That'd be
0: a fun story, dude. Check that trailer too, man. Yeah, I'm gonna go through. Are you the taking, full trailer. You're taking the enclosed. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm
1: gonna am gonna do tires or at least sw- there's one bald tire on the trailer. I'm gonna swap one, and I gotta
0: mm-hmm.
1: I gotta go, I'm gonna go through the the hubs and, and get the brakes working better. The brakes work like randomly, so I think that's I think it's a bad wire or like an electrical
0: connection. Yeah. yeah, there's
1: something stupid there, so I got to go through the brakes huh. on that. and Then move the the second level that I made. I'm gonna move that all the way forward so we can back
0: the the deck van tiny van into it. So. I still think you should change the orientation of of the tracks to where you can adjust the height for the shelf. It. it, I don't trust them in that direction though. Like you can't. You can't get no because they they start to bend the track. That's the problem. Well, you can get you can get the track that goes in the opposite direction too. That's true. You can get the the track that goes up and down. Yeah, and so that's what I did in mine. So like the width apart is always set, but the height is yeah. yeah, So they're, so they're vertical. All the way up. Yep, and up. they're still always vertical. Yep. I, I gotta look and for And then that. you use the little like you use the little like E-track things that support the beam sideways. The the uh, the horizontal E-track is pretty cheap
1: though. I could just buy like fifty dollars worth and put it at, like five heights and then have everything I I needed. I thought about that because I I do need a I need I do need places to strap a ton of things like signs and generators mm-hmm. and crap. Um. So maybe I'll maybe I'll just buy a ton of E-track and just cover the walls in E-track and be able to adjust the shelf too if I need it.
0: I don't, you should I just don't see if they see have it. like an e-track, an track sheet, just, like just like a big like four by six piece just of just the like e-track, e- e-track board. I don't, I don't know, like I, like pegboard, but e-track. There is
1: so much stuff that is now living on. The, I built I built this like eight by eight shelf in the trailer, and it's like full of the GridLife banners because they take up like yeah. they, they take up the equivalent of like a, a pickup truck bed. Um, so, it would be a mess on the deck of the trailer inside, so I built this second level but now i 'm going to move it all the way to the front of it 's a twenty foot enclosed i 'm going to move it to the mm-hmm. front of the trailer so that I can back in uh one of the mini the tiny little grid life vans like, the tiny vans yeah, yeah we we 've got one that 's like a pickup truck bed now um so i I could back that in and and have it fit with the shelf still and then I want to build shelves in the back on the sides in order to just you know further fill the thing with stuff and then they could be bunks for people because like, i'm going to put ac on the roof before uh, south so
0: oh are you going to yeah i'm going
1: to take the one off the back of my rv and put it on that thing and then put a new one on and the then back up, of my RV. upgrade the one on <laughs> yeah although i might <laughs> nice no, just recycling I, 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 uh, the one on uh, the one on the back of my rv has been working very well um i might just leave it there and just throw the other one on and then swap them in the future if i want just
0: less work yeah. to do cuz i got to do a bunch of other stuff like I mean, the other thing you can do, too, is just get the portable, like, wall units and yeah. stuff. Not not the window units, but, like, the just the tower ones. The, the and then it's not it's not dedicated to the trailer or the RV, yeah, one or the, the other. The
1: Ramblers buddies have one of those. Mikey Brzezinski has, yeah. has, uh, has one of those. They're in like, his and uh, they're,
0: like, two or 300 bucks too. They're not that expensive. That's not a
1: terrible idea. Not a terrible yeah, idea. Yeah,
0: and then you could use it, like, you could go and use it in the garage when you're at home working in the garage yeah. if you wanted to. Maybe I will do that. Maybe I'll, maybe yeah, I'll just cut a couple holes. That's what I do. That sounds that sounds way easier. Yeah. I wonder if one of those would keep up in a big trailer.
1: Probably would. Yeah, I think it's so. It's Twenty foot. It's not insulated though. But uh, but at night, really, you're just trying to dehumidify it. You know. Yeah, I'll do what's ever cheapest. If uh, maybe maybe I'll cut a hole, drop the one I have on it, and then be able to take it off and just put a vent on it. You know, because you're cutting the same size hole as a vent. Right. Um, and then buy one of those in the future. I don't know.
0: It I'll, I'll, I'll wouldn't be that up. bad. It'd be, those, it'd be versatile, too. If those things and are then, only a couple hundred
1: dollars, I'll just make Gridlife buy it. We could use it for other things.
0: Yeah, and then think about it. Like, you know, if we're at Gingerman and we don't have the enclosed trailer, like, say, for Honda meet or something, you could throw an extra one down in, like, you know, in the tech shed. You could put it in um, when tent. The, when the doors are closed, yeah you, yeah. you could put it anywhere.
1: Yeah, so it just it's a lot more versatile, in my opinion. I'll sell it to Chris that he can also put it on in, in his tent.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you
1: go. He, he tent camped... Uh, at uh, Blackhawk, he bought one of those rooftop tents. Oh, really? And, uh, and the thing is cool, man. It's
0: really neat. On top of on top of the
1: the Cayenne, no, he, or on top he, of what? On top of the van. He bought a uh, he bought an like an ancient Lexus uh, Land Cruiser thing, the GX 4- oh, nice. four seventy or whatever. He bought it because uh, the Cayenne's yeah. been giving tons of issues. Oh, really? So he bought this like quarter million mile Lexus thing, and uh, chop that top, dude. That's the pl- that's that's his plan. I don't think we're supposed to talk on about on the Cayenne, really. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he wants to talk about it, but that's the plan. <laughs> so, dude, you if you turn it that. into a little, if you turn it
0: into a little truck in between now and then, it'd
1: be really. He cool. wants to turn it into like a speedster and do a little do a little like three fifty six speedster win, uh, uh, wind, windshield or like a folding oh, down yeah? Jeep windshield on it. <laughs> It'd be so cool, dude. And then if the, if we do the Jeep one, he wants to put a spare tire on the
0: roof, on the hood. It could be could be so rad, <laughs> dude. What if he took it? You need to chop the top and take it ice racing. This one, it, it would probably do awesome at ice racing because that thing's fast. It'd be it'd be amazing. If yeah, pull, it'd be amazing at if ice you racing. could pull five
1: hundred pounds of roof off the thing. It'd be so fast. And I could drive it and not get it stuck on a berm. Yeah, you could just jump the berm. It'd be perfect. Just straight send it straight over the berms. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the uh, uh the RV needs a bunch
0: of work. Your RV is perfect. I need to buy a different RV. <laughs> my, my my RV like it my RV needs a few things here and there. Like it it needs a new windshield again because I'm an idiot. Oh, you
1: t- you told me that, yeah.
0: Yeah, Andy had a br- like a brand new one put in right before I bought it. Yeah. And like back in May, I cracked it myself cuz I'm a dummy. That'll happen. But other than that, yeah, I mean mine doesn't really need a whole lot. It just needs it needs to be used even more.
1: Yeah. It, uh I think it'll be a good one for you. Just keep up miles on it; so it doesn't break. But
0: yeah, it does need it needs its first oil change. Yeah, um, what, coming up here soon. What are the intervals on that? Ten thousand miles? Uh, yeah, ten thousand. Okay, that's pretty long. Uh, and I do need to change the oil in the generator. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I don't um, know how, how old mine is, but it's clean because it's propane, so I'm just leaving it in yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently, like mine, you're supposed to change every 150 hours, and Andy last changed it at, like, 157 hours. Yeah. So I'm, I'm approaching that 300-hour mark. My, it's super easy to do. Mine's got a 1,000
1: hours on it, and I bet you it's been— Really? Yeah, I don't know how many times it's been changed. There's no records of it, um,
0: but it's, like, super light brown, so I thought, eh, it's still oil.
1: <laughs> it looks super
0: clean. Yeah, and, like— some people I didn't realize, but some people run that generator every time they're driving down the road to power the AC. I've been, I've been doing that, cool. and it
1: works really well. Um, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you get the extra airflow, so the air conditioner immediately becomes more efficient. Yeah, the,
1: and, and then it's pulling less power, so it's you know randomly the the big AC in the front will blow the breaker if it's like really hot. But going on the road, oh, yeah. it's totally fine. Okay. Um, at Honda Meat I wire. I, I took my AC in the front off of the house power. Um, And I just ran it to a cord and basically I just plug the cord into the wall or I throw the cord out a window and then I can Mm -hmm. run both ACs and get that thing like icebox cold. It's been working really well. Yeah. Nice. Um, so
0: the nice part about mine, it actually the AC is ducted through the roof, yeah. so you have like multiple outlets all through the RV. Yeah, you told me that. That's I'm kind of so jealous of that,
1: dude. It's it's pretty baller. New man. RVs are so much better than old RVs, but old yeah. RVs are when dirty are, cheap.
0: <laughs> when are you gonna fly out here and bring Sarah and, and Emma and borrow that thing? Man, I feel like it's been um, uh, the coast. The coast is open now. You can drive all the way up the coast I on totally, PCH. That, that's my like
1: dream vacation. I want to do that bad
0: um it's always dude it's always there
1: for it, you uh, it, it's one of them things that i need to do before you live in it but it's been like the longest craziest summer i feel like every other weekend we have an event and it's because every other weekend we have an
0: event <laughs> well just come in the off season man yep. like it's beautiful like you know the worst months would probably be like january and february yeah but if you come in like you know october november december it's gonna be fine be rad. I, I would kind of like to do yeah. in november after sema um see if i can fly them out
1: for a couple of days so yeah, do it, man. Yeah, if, if if you guys aren't living in it full time by then.
0: No, I think we're. I'm actually gonna go look at some houses this afternoon. Houses. Um. Yeah. Well, not not to buy, just to rent. Yeah. Because we can get you know we can get like an 800 square foot house. We don't want more living space, but I really want a two car garage. Yeah. Um. To be able to like tear bikes down and work on them. Yeah. And then also have a place just to park the RV at the house Makes instead sense. of paying 215 bucks. And and your rent obviously is not cheap, so. No, no. So if we move a couple miles inland for the same price, we can get you know a house with a backyard for the dog and stuff. That's got its pluses, yeah. So yeah. So I'm just kind of at that point. Like I look at the beach every day, but like it's very rare that I actually like go out and hang out at the beach. Yep. Yep. So I I, uh, I have customers who live on on beautiful lakes
1: with gorgeous beaches, you know, um, mm-hmm. and they don't and they never they go. They don't use them. Then their boats just yeah.
0: kind of rot on the on the shore station. <laughs> yeah, it happens. So, but I do, I figured if, you know, if the RV is at the house, it can almost become like a guest suite. Yeah, totally. You know, I can talk to the, like, you know, the landlord and see if, you know, we can split, you know, getting uh, like a 30 amp put in. Okay.
1: That, that, that wouldn't cost so, too
0: much depending on where the breaker box is. You could do that yourself with Home Depot stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, some of them too, there's already like a 220 in some of the garages yeah. to run like a, you know, to run... Uh, like a dryer. Yeah, that's easy. So you could probably just go off, off of that, yep. you know, if we're not going to have a dryer back there. Yeah. An adapter cord or, or just run another piece of conduit out. And yeah. I mean, uh, is it, is it possible mount? to take 220 back down to 110 with an adapter? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I've got one of those adapters in my RV. Okay. I, I know it's possible to go like 110, 50 amp down to like, you know, to 15 amp. No, they, at Road Atlanta, they
1: are, it's 50 amp like dryer plugs. Um, that's the RV service. 50
0: amp 110 or 50 amp 220? 220, 220.
1: 220. Huh. Um, and so I went to Home Depot and bought a, uh, a dryer cord, which is like, it's like three, it's like a, you know, three prong, like big flat prongs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then bought a outside outlet box and bought a 30 amp RV. A 30 amp RV style plug, and just made my own adapter out of
0: it. So I screwed up the wiring the first time, and then
1: broke and killed uh, the breaker. But then we figured it out.
0: (laughs) Because I've I've heard horror stories of people like plugging their RVs into 220. Yeah, and just like frying everything. No, it's uh, it's totally possible. Basically, you're just killing one
1: of the legs. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not too big of a deal. Okay. You just have to know what you're doing. Yep. No, there's write there's write ups online how to do it. Okay. Yeah, you could just pull it off of it, and uh, you're just using one leg of the 220.
0: But yeah, after, after having those motorcyclists here, I was like, man, you know, I think I, I'd like to open, like, a motorcycle bed and breakfast out here. With the RV. <laughs> yeah. Or just with, like, a bunch of, like, Airstreams, and have, like, a little shop where they can, like, fix their bikes and stuff. That'd yeah, be kind of cool if you had enough land. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think it would take that much, man. The, pro- you the just problem need, like, is the land near the near the water costs, like, $20 million. But yeah. Yeah. So, or even just having a place where like people can like pop a tent up like in your backyard for free. Yeah. You know, I think it'd be I think it'd be cool. Yeah, that,
1: I'm sure they were very appreciative of you putting them up on the beach. Yeah, I think they were. I think they were pretty surprised. That's pretty man. rad. Yeah. So now we're into the show for 55 minutes. I need to go home and eat. I know, man. It goes by Goes by quick. Too quick. We didn't even talk about race cars at all. I know. Oh, by the way, um, the, the Fraser broke itself. I think I fixed it. I think I will have it fixed, and it's almost And then you again. broke it
0: again, and then you'll break it and again. I'll break
1: it again. But we did not even talk about race cars, and my hatch is getting assembled right now. Nice. Yeah, it'll be a roller by the end of the week, hopefully.
0: Is is Richard
1: doing all of that for you? He's doing some of it. Basically, he's just good motivation for me to go out in the garage at night, and then he and I work on it together. Yeah. So Has he been crashing with you? Yeah, he's been in the basement. We set him up just a in the like basement? an apartment nice. in the basement. Nice. Oh, really? Yeah. He's, I think he just sleeps most of the day and watches YouTube and then goes and helps somebody fix a car somewhere in Chicago. Just waits,
0: waits for you to get home. He's like a dog, dude. He just like <laughs> hangs out and sleeps and waits for you to get home and so happy when you get he's home. He's just doing his thing, man. He's going, to Indy,
1: <laughs> he's going to Indy next week, and he's going to Detroit the week after that to visit his parents. Nice. His parents are coming in, I believe, to Canada because they used to live in Canada, and then oh, yeah. they're going to meet at the Henry Ford Museum, so... Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, so that'll be a good trip, and then he'll come down to uh, South with us, and then have to. Fly has he been back. driving? Has he been driving Jeremy's old Civic around? Yeah, he's been driving the old beater. We put that thing all together. Nice EK Civic that he hates. <laughs> uh, it's, he hates it because it's left-hand drive and an automatic, and it's got a, it's got a, a brake pedal that like sinks at stoplights.
0: I can just hear him. I can hear him bitching about Shut it now. Shut up, Just a <laughs> fucking car for the <laughs> <laughs> He
1: hates that car. Hates it so much. <laughs>
0: Hates it so much. Has he has he started losing his British accent at all? No, no. I think I've been no. I've
1: been gaining one though. Oh have yeah, you? I've been saying all kinds of British crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh, it's been a good time. So Nice. Anyway. Nice.
0: Well tell that dude I said
1: hey. We'll do it. You'll see him in a few weeks. Yeah, I will. Cool, man. We'll uh we'll talk soon.
0: All right, man. All right. Catch you later. See ya.